Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Hey, Sister Docs, we've got exciting news. We just opened up registration for the 2021 Women in White Coats virtual conference and wellness retreat. And we can't wait to relax, grow, and connect with you during the online event, which will run from April 29th through May 1st, 2021. Attend workshops, wellness sessions, and hear about topics relevant to you as a woman doctor, while also earning 10 CME credits. We will also have fun networking events, like virtual happy hours, a book launch, and a Heroes Award Ceremony for you to connect with other women just like you. Since it's virtual, no matter where you live or what's going on with work or family, you'll be able to join in so that you can be uplifted and empowered by the conference. One of the things women say when they leave our events is how they no longer feel alone and they finally feel like they have found their tribe. Head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com for more info. We can't wait to see you there. Hello, welcome to the Women in White Coats podcast. I'm Dr. Marianne McCrary. I'm a writer's fellow for Women in White Coats and also co-host of the podcast. And today I have the pleasure of discussing um, uh, upcoming book chapters with Dr. Megan Altman who's a foot and ankle surgeon in the state of Ohio, her home state. She's the co-owner of Foot and Ankle Associates of Cleveland. In addition to this clinical role, she also serves as teaching faculty for University Hospital's podiatric residency program, as well as adjunct faculty at Kent State. And as I just said, last but not least, she's an author for the upcoming Chronicles of Women in White Coats, volume three. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really interested in hearing about some of the topics that you talked about in your book. And as we had a chance um, to speak a little bit before the podcast started, you discussed some of the challenges you faced with gender bias from both patients and administration. Um, What have you learned from these experiences And what suggestions might you have for other female physicians, doctors, women in white coats all over the world who might be facing something similar? I think what I've learned, um, well, I learned that it was still out there and prevalent. Um, In school and in residency, I I didn't really feel this this way. It wasn't really a thing in training. And... um, uh, my my class was a mix about 50-50 of, of male and female, and my residency program um, was the same. So it, it, it wasn't like that in training, either, even on different services. 
Um, so I was actually kind of shocked that coming out that it, it really was there in the professional world as an attending. Um, so that's the first thing that I learned and then kind of learning how to deal with it because um, I, I was kind of lost for about a good year or two. I mean, I, I really struggled with it. There were days that I didn't want to go to the hospital. Um, we own our own practice, but we cover hospitals and that's where a lot of it was happening at. Um, so learning it was there. And I think that the big take home for me is, is that I, I will continue to teach my, uh, my residents and my students, especially my females, um, that it is there, um, to keep fighting for it and stand up for yourself. Because if we don't stand up for ourselves, um, people aren't really recognizing that it's still there. So if we're not bringing it to light, then it's, it's not being addressed. Yeah. Yeah, so you trained in an environment which you really didn't see it, but it did show up for you, not necessarily in your own practice, but once you got into the, the bigger world and uh, were out there in uh, different hospital environments. Yeah, yeah. And even from patients, I mean, it, it happens a lot from patients. Um, we cover a hospital service that is um, combined. So we, we cover two to three, sometimes three hospitals. Um, and it's my husband and I that, that take care of the patients. And, and we tell the patients when we first meet them, you know, we, we do switch days on and off. We both don't work every day. And um, sometimes patients really, they, they have an issue with that. I actually encountered it uh, two days ago. Um, as well as a few weeks ago, there was a, a, a report written on me, basically that I, I didn't operate on a patient and they, they didn't want me to, they told me they didn't trust me. And I wasn't Dr. Fry, who's my husband and they, you know, that is their choice. Um, so I had to go explain myself. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely there and it's prevalent. Yeah. So you, you were in a situation where, you were being discriminated against or there was bias let's say mm -hmm. and then you had to like you said explain yourself and stick up for that mm -hmm. seems like it shouldn't be that way exactly exactly that it even was a question that i i would that it was brought to light a situation that was even brought to light was was actually interesting to me and mm -hmm. and the the situation wasn't brought to me initially it was actually brought up to my husband who had nothing to do with the entire situation. So also brought that to light when I had to talk to administration about, you know, about the issue. Yeah. In going through some of these situations, maybe in hindsight, um, what, strat what strategies do you think actually work the best to address this bias, you know, when it's actually happening or when you're having to explain it or discuss it with someone else? Um, I like, I think uh, the last conversation that I had was actually giving examples when I had to sit and talk to administration was giving them examples as, as, as to what has went on in the last few weeks to few months. And it, then it was kind of seen like, oh, that was a situation you are, you are definitely right. Um, when it comes to patients, though, it's very tough because once they some patients get attached to their physician and that's, it's very, you know, it's a very tough situation. Um, and it's also one of those things too, that we can't both be there every day. Mm -hmm. Um, so patients, it is tough. I think it's just educating them though, that every single new patient we encounter, or if we send a patient to the hospital, just saying it could be myself, it could be my partner, Dr. Fry, 
you know, we, we have to educate the patient. So I think a lot of it is just education. Yeah, that education, just having that communication. So they know mm-hmm. you guys are a team. Correct. Um, and you trust each other and you cover for each other and just really, really emphasizing that to them so that they're comfortable um, and exactly. you're comfortable in the situation. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what, um, what other words would you have for women, um, who may be going through this themselves? Um, not to give up. Um, I would, I would just really say not to give up, just keep fighting for yourself and, and what you know is right. And, um, I, I take it back a lot of the times I feel like, uh, the females that I work with that we have to to work so much harder to be respected than the males do around us. So um, I think just keep fighting for what we know we've earned. Um, So I I would just keep doing that and educating. I think educating the younger, again, the residents and the students is so important because I think only with education is this actually going to change. Yeah. And sometimes I think the mindset, I know the mindset sometimes, I, I, sometimes I get upset in, in the situations and then I, I have to pull, pull myself back and think the patients are in the hospital. Sometimes this is the worst day of their entire life. They've never had a procedure. They've never been to surgery. Um, or during COVID, you don't have family, you didn't have support around, you know, a lot of the times. And, and you gotta, sometimes you have to kind of give them grace as well. Um, you know, and sit with them and, and try to, to make the situation okay. So I think a lot, some of that is, is that as well as just, you know, inter- not internalizing it, but just kind of trying to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that the, there may be fear there, they, there may be unknowns for them. Yeah. It still feels uncomfortable for you, but kind of taking a step back and yeah, really trying to think, you know, what's, what, where are they coming from may also be helpful to help. Correct diffuse that circumstance, but also, you know, lead to the respect that you deserve and that you Mm -hmm. want from your patients and from all the folks that you work with in your, in your career. Something is off and you are not feeling fulfilled in your current job. You're too early in your medical career to walk away from medicine completely, but something needs to change. Should you go part-time, switch jobs or practices, go into private practice? Should you do something non-clinical with your degree? Or maybe you're experiencing burnout and need to work through that first. There are lots of options, but it can be hard to figure out what you need and what's best for you and your family. Well, as the co-founders of Women in White Coats, Dr. Amber and I are here to help work through burnout and figure out a career move too. We have been through numerous career transitions and know exactly how difficult it can be to make a decision and take the leap of faith that is required for a career move. As your coaches, we will help you work through burnout and gain clarity, take back control of your medical degree, and help you uncover the best career solution for you and your family. To learn more about our Women in White Coats Career Transition Coaching, go to womeninwhitecoats.com. And you also Mm -hmm. talk about in the book, um, you have faced some challenges in your life before this came up. 
Um, and those have been a little bit more personal challenges that you went through with your health and have come out on the other side of that. Um, how has that shaped you? And then how has that led to your approach to how you practice medicine and teach others? So um, it took me eight years to get a diagnosis. Um, I have ankylosing spondylitis, which is an autoimmune disease. Uh, it affects my back, my spine, low spine, um, SI joints, um, my hips, sometimes my shoulders get costochondritis. So eyes, um, it, it affects a lot of things. So um, it, it, it took a toll on me, mostly during my 20s, not knowing, having a diagnosis, trying to finish undergrad in college, um, and, and, and getting into podiatry school. And thankfully I was diagnosed then. So it really has, I think, helped shape who I am though. And, and who I am as a practitioner, I had a wonderful rumatologist that was probably the 25th, the 30th doctor that I saw. Um, she took so much time with me, um, and my mom at my first appointment. And I, I am so grateful and thankful for her every single day. Um, she changed my life. She gave me my life back. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of it is that she just taught me as a practitioner to listen to your patients that I think a lot of us, it, you know, we're flying in and out of rooms. The best thing about being in private practice is that I control my schedule, mm. but I, I know not everybody gets that. And I don't always get that either because I'm flying a million places, trying to get to hospitals but it's listening to your patients. And I think that that is what my disease has taught me. And it, it also really, it humbles you and um, just putting yourself in your patient's shoes, the empathy, like I empathize with my patients when they are in pain. Like I, I understand that there are days that I am in so much pain. I can barely walk. Um, thankfully it, it is under pretty strict control at this point, but I, I understand that. And I, I think it's made me a better practitioner for that. That, that being able to sit and listen and have that empathy, you know, you know, you don't know why you've gone through this, but it's, it's led you to take care of patients possibly in a different way that you would before. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think it's, it's such a good teaching tool as well. I, um, autoimmune diseases are always at my forefront. I deal with foot and ankle, but so many of them actually show up in the foot um, initially. So even from that standpoint, um, I think it's just made me more aware and teaching, you know, teaching about it as well. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. And, and as you said, kind of just the persistence of continuing, if there's something that you're not sure about Correct. continuing to, to really kind of look into all the op options and, and to Absolutely. doing that. And it sounds like you are active. You do a lot of fun things um, with your family, with, with uh, sports and with your dogs. So I'd, I I'd love to hear about them a little bit too, if you are. Yeah. So I, I am very active. Um, after my diagnosis, I was able to, and getting treatment, I was able to start working out again. I was a dancer growing up, um, competitively played volleyball. So I, um, I started choosing one thing every year to try new. Mm. Um, so I've done a ballroom dance competition. I started in a golf league by myself that I knew no one in. Um, I started yoga this year, uh, kind of put a damper on things. I got a Peloton. It's over there. 
can see a little bit in the corner. A you little bit, you can see the way. Um, last year I was actually supposed to be sailing. Um, I live a couple miles from Lake Erie. So um was supposed to start sailing and that obviously COVID put a damper on that as well. So, um, but yeah, anything that I can, um, oh, and one of those years also too, I trained for a half marathon um, and I ran a couple tough mutters. Uh, I went back into my doctor and she said, what have you been up to for six months? And I was like, oh, should I tell you? <laughs> and I told her and she was so proud of me. She just said, you know, I think that the reason you've done so well is because you are so active and you're flexible and you've, you've always kind of tried to stay that way. So she was really proud of me. So I was like, I didn't think I was supposed to be running, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you were a little nervous about telling her. I was. I but was. It's so fun to have that curiosity and just uh, say you're going to try something new and put your all into it. Yeah, it's fun. I love learning new things. And then, yeah, I have two dogs. We have two golden retrievers, uh, an eight-year-old and a, a one-and-a-half-year-old Oliver, who is still, uh, he's a little bit of a hellion. <laughs> I keep you busy. It's like having a toddler at home, I'm sure. They certainly do. I actually left the bathroom door open, and uh, he ate part of my dance go this evening, so that's great. <laughs> We'll take care of that after the podcast, right? I know, right? <laughs> and is um and is being an author, is writing, is that something new for you that you're you're really um, putting yourself into, or is that something you've been doing for a while? No, it's brand new. I um, listened to the summit last year for Women in White Coats, and I started following um, the page and signing up for the emails, and I submitted stuff to um Archna and Amber and they contacted me so it was it was new it was something that I've always wanted to do um but yeah it's new it's exciting um it was a lot of work I I will say that um I haven't written uh that's not scientific since college so since 2008 so it's been a long time it it, it really it really took a lot of work to sit down and actually pull pull these things out of you. And thankfully, um, having them as coaches, uh, especially Amber, she has pulled more out of me than I even knew it was in me. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So you you've kind of learned these stories are in you. They just mm -hmm. come out and having that opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd love to give you a moment to kind of just uh, give us a couple takeaways that you would like our listeners to know. So kind of tease them a little bit about your, your chapters in the book or, <laughs> or any other things in terms of how to reach you. Um, so I, I guess teasers in my book, I don't think I have any great ones, but I, I do talk about um, my story of my autoimmune disease and um, all of the wonderful people that helped me get where I am today. Um, and as far as the gender bias goes, I, I just, you know, keep fighting and keep pushing uh, for what you deserve and don't give up. Um, and, and again, keep educating. I think it's just, it's paramount to keep educating, you know, not only our patients and the, the staff that we work with, but also the younger generations, which I'm very passionate about. Um, so that's about it. And you, know, you guys can reach me. Um, my website will be going live soon. It's Megan, or excuse me, it's Dr. Um, Oltman.com. It's O-L-T-M-A-N-N. -N. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram and Twitter as Dr. Oltman. Again, it's O-L-T-M-A-N-N. -N. Thank you so much. And I love, it's just keep educating, keep pushing you know, keep getting what you need.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.